Welcome to Cigar City Radio, episode number 52. I'm your host, Randy Ojeda, and making the magic happen, Mr. Jason Solanez. So, Randy, I saw this video last night. Oh, God. Where where did you find this video? On Netflix. It's called Mind of a Chef. Oh, okay. It's a, it's a really good show. Uh, yeah, 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 it's I worth haven't out. had a chance to watch it yet. Oh, all right, no, that's yeah. good. And then I watched... Oh, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Hey you, Cigar City Radio listener. If you're listening to this show and you like it, please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Cigar City Radio. Also, please subscribe to our mailing list to get music, info, and news, and everything sent right to your inbox. Algorithms be damned. Just go to CigarCityManagement.com slash subscribe. You'll find the link there where you can put in your email address. We'll send you cool stuff, but we won't blow up your inbox, we promise. It's all very tastefully done like our show right our show is very tastefully done if you are subscribed to our mailing list or you follow us on social media you'll know that we had quite a busy week last week releasing a couple of projects under the cigar city mgmt label services division where we're helping independent artists release music on their own terms this week we have a brand new single from morgan la Civita called boys got me crazy it's produced by george mayna who is the bass player for donna summer and mixed and mastered by two-time grammy winner jake r tanner he's worked with the likes of celia cruz and ricky martin a lot of great latin artists and you know he put this record together with morgan la Civita. it's a great track really catchy totally recommend it we also got a new single called saved from ethan e who's a brand new artist coming from upstate New York. His debut album, 10 Eagle Street, is coming out in a few weeks from our label services division as well. So check that single out. Nice bit of lo-fi indie folk. Uh, We also released the full-length album from Hot Wax called Communicator. It's a chill-wave, down-tempo album from a Tampa producer who has been a special guest on the show in the past and will be a featured guest shortly. So check out that album. Great late-night listening. We also released the... Greg Billings Band Live Stranger 35 album, which is a live collection of Stranger and Greg Billings Band songs from their sold-out live show at the Capitol Theater. So you can find that on the Greg Billings Band page on Spotify, Apple Music, and everything. And lastly, but not leastly, is leastly a word? No, but it works. Yeah, I'm working. I'm I'm rolling it. Not leastly. Uh, We also released the EP Till the Sunrise from our guest on this week, Mama's Batch. Mama's Batch is a band from Tampa, Florida. They produce the perfect mixture of homegrown funk and soul. They got soul-shattering vocals from Nalani Rothrock, beautiful guitar from Josh Lampkin, keyboards from Tommy Shugard, and the unstoppable rhythm section of Harry Ong and Aaron Buckingham. Mama's Batch brings a fresh twist to a classic sound. They had a sold-out release show at Murray Theater, Ruth Eckerd Hall's Murray Theater, um, to celebrate the release of this one. It's now available for you on Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, everywhere else. We'll give you a little taste of it at the end of the episode. And they are our loving guests, so enjoy some Mama's Batch. But check out all the other music we released this week. To keep up with all of it, the best place to do it is Spotify. Just follow our Cigar City Management Popular Tracks playlist, and you'll find it all. So here it is, episode number 52.
and Josh from Mama's Batch. Are you the core duo of Mama's Batch? I guess he you said say that. He yeah. said it. He said it. <laughs> yeah, the rest I'll, of the guys aren't I'll here. Like I'll that. take it. I'll take it. There's no one here is uh, undisputed thus far. So. No, but it's, I mean, the whole band rips. You know, and that's one of the that's one of the best things about you guys is that the band just like you guys are locked in. You yeah. Know? Well, you know, we're just those. The other guys that aren't here are really talented. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, they are. We love those guys. We're lucky. To have we have a lot of fun. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. So your EP is out now on all digital services, Spotify, Apple it's Music. It's all the way out. Yeah. It's, so, we joined like this century, yeah. like today. <laughs> and that's called Till the Sunrise. And when you listen to it, it sounds like, even though it came out today, it sounds like something that's like timeless you know like it could have come from any era i feel and it would fit you know cool. you just made my heart oh, big man yeah. did, did i, I, like, I, like, I like no that. i was listening I like to it i was listening to it for? i was listening to it a couple times last night because that's one of the cool things about the record too is it's um it's it's just an ep you know so it's like a little taste of mama's badge teaser. yeah but the songs are so good that by the time it ends i was just like i just want to go back to number one and listen to it again, you know, because it's, it leaves you, leaves you wanting more, you know. Actually, but, literally just had somebody tell me that like last week. Really? They, See, so they, I'm, they I, got I'm it. They're like, I, I had to listen to it twice. Yeah. Because it's like right when it ends, you're like, oh man, I just want, I want more Mama's Batch. I want more of this music. Buy the next record. <laughs> Buy the next yeah. one, please. Coming yeah. soon. We're going to be recording this year. Yes. Awesome. Already. That's good to hear. Sure. But. Let's not get too ahead of yeah, ourselves. Yeah. Let's, let's back focus let's, on this one. Let's, let's, yeah. on this no, 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 no. no. I'm, I'm, I'm saying let's back up for for the listeners who are, are just getting familiar with you now. Um, how did the two of you meet? Well, J date. No, that's oh not god, true. that's not no. true. We met. Uh, what was it? Six years ago at a gig. We were both in our own bands, and uh, we were doing a benefit show together. And that's that's Our how own we met. separate bands. Yeah, my band had to open for her band. Oh, <laughs> which at the time I was upset he, about. He was very he was he upset, was, I was upset was about it at the time. I was like, man, <laughs> that bumped my spot. I'm pissed. Uh, but then you heard her voice and you were you were sold. That's that's, that's true. It was mm-hmm. a, it was a bad first meeting place. It was it wasn't a great gig. <laughs> it wasn't a great place. There to was play. a bunch of things that went. There's wrong. There's a lot of things that were the, wrong with yeah. that whole that event. The event, but. Uh, but, but hey, we that, got to meet each other, and then we yeah. did get to meet each other. We're like, hey, well, why, why don't we be in a band together? Eventually, you know, months down the road, we decided. Is that what it took? Was it months? Um. <coughs> Ooh, it was. It was about a month after that that we started like hanging out. Too well, we ran into each other at a show. Uh, we were at Skipper's, being all skippery, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, hung out at Skipper's, yeah. and then you know that was like the oh hey. I'm looking yeah. at you. You're Skippers is for lovers, guys. <laughs> Skippers is for lovers. It really is. Well, that's, that's funny. Then, <laughs> but yeah, so then we started hanging out, and then you know I would come to his shows. He would come to my shows. We were like, man, we why don't we like, just why don't we just do this together? <laughs> yeah. So when when did you start doing it together? And I, <laughs> that's a personal yeah, this question. Is, this is okay. getting crazy over here. <laughs> um, funny story about Skippers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Another thing that Skipper is known for. <laughs> I don't. I don't really know when, like, we actually formed a band together. Um, I mean, officially, probably like maybe a year or two. Maybe like it took us a long time to decide like, on a name. Yeah, I think when we first met you guys, we were still like, "Ah, oh, what's the name of the band?" <laughs> ah, you were floating around Mama's Batch. Yeah, <laughs> the 
the whole the whole idea is probably probably four years old. Oh no, not even. Not not Mama's Batch, but like our our group. The what became yeah. Mama's Batch? Yeah. That's right. about that's about four yeah. going on five. The years seeds old. were planted. Yeah, four years ago. We had Harry. I and found Bucky. found the dudes. <laughs> found the dudes. Correct Harry and guys. Bucky, the drummer and the bass player, were with us. Um, and then they kept telling us about Tom, the key, the keyboards guy, yeah. keyboards guy. That's um, such a lame way to say. We got a keyboards guy. He's good. Yeah. I have problems talking, but yeah. So then they were like, "Hey, you know, we should get this guy." Blah blah, and then we added him, and it was just fucking great. I was <laughs> no, supposed to say that. No, you can totally, oh, okay. you can totally curse. It's an explicit show. Okay, cool. Yeah. Cox, explosive. You can say all the all the words that you can't say on television. Oh, perfect. you can say them all. If it's the want, internet, baby. You let it fly. fly. Exactly. <laughs> wild Wild West. So, you say f words. I'm going to take a bite of this hot dog. <laughs> no, this Mel's hot dog is really good. I got the bacon. Bacon cheddar. Oh, I was looking dog. at that one. It was really good. Okay. Fire dog. Fire dog is a classic. You Fire dog. <laughs> Fire dog would be a great name for a band. Fire dog would be a great name for a band. There you go. Is this uh, Bloodbath and Beyond? Bloodbath and Beyond. Oh man. Yeah. Oh god. Good. That's a real yeah. band. That's yeah. a real band. Oh yeah, man. Friend Connor. Yeah. He was just on the show <laughs> last week. Yeah. I told him he needs to start carrying around like a little notepad or something and just write down all the band names because. It's like, what do you do in your spare time? I freaking name bands. Yeah. So, oh, that'd be a great band name. <laughs> yeah, you can't give that shit away for free, man. Yeah. You know. You know. Uh, write it what down. was a good one? It was a, if it's an all-girl punk band, Wild Yeast. We did it last time. <laughs> last time. We talked about it last time. Yeah, it was with you guys. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's when you thought of it. That's when the guy said Yeah. When, when Just we made that connection yes, in my mind yes, right now. when we had the, uh, the Goose Island mm-hmm. people. We, we still have t-shirts. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we were talking about Wild Yeast. Like actual wild yeah. yeast, I think. That's how it got brought <laughs> about. And I band slipped band. in. Yeah. But you still haven't formed that band, unfortunately. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not a... I, I, yeah, it doesn't fit your aesthetic. I'm not a girl. <laughs> yeah, I could do the punk thing, but I'm not a girl. Right, yeah, right. Sans boobs. So tell us about Till the Sunrise. So you recorded it at Creative World Recording with the legendary George Harris. Yes, we, we love Well, actually, so we recorded it at our drummer's house. Oh, we did the, which the was base. in Plant City. It's a really, old, it's really old. He had a really old house. This bit in Plant City. Oh man, it's burp time. As soon as I try to start talking, uh-huh. uh, just let it out, man. Yeah, we we did it. It's like an old wood house, man. It sounded pretty good in there. We would rehearse there all the time. So we're like, man, why don't we just make a record here? Mm-hmm. Felt pretty comfortable. Uh, we did all of it in three days. Yeah, with the exception really? of with the, with with the, the exception, exception of vocals. Yeah, all the all the. The primary stuff was was done, and now, except for like vocals and like a couple guitar parts. Now, were you tracking this live? We were, yeah. Wow. All the um, a couple of the um, Tom solos were overdubbed, but everything else was done live. Yeah. It was just yeah. all together. We just kept running the songs until we're like, all right, that's the one. That's incredible because it, it was brutal. It sounds so <laughs> tight when you listen to it. You know that yeah. it doesn't. It doesn't have that, like, I mean, if it has the energy of a live show, but it doesn't sound like a live well, show. Well, that's because George worked his magic and made ah, everything, everything sound Even beautiful. Even I mean, what we gave yeah, him was yeah. sort of uh, jumbled up and not, it's really unpolished. We did, like, the, the first recordings were pretty were pretty raw. Not, like, playing-wise, but, like, sonically. Yeah. It, was, it sounded raw, man. He has a bunch of interesting g- studio gizmos he's that he George. uses. Yeah, he's <laughs> George. So, so, yeah, what, at what point did he get involved? Um, uh Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Well, we basically after we got done recording at Bucky's house um, for those three days, we took it to George, and 
and you know, there was actually something that happened in like the transfer of the music to him where things kind of didn't line up and he had to fix that at first, oh, which was pretty that. annoying yeah, on a couple of the tracks. I bet he, 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 he would have been really oh, weird. Like we listened to it and we're like, oh my God, what is that? What's going on? It's like, I don't know what happened. It was something and I don't know when we'd send it to him. I don't know what happened. But uh, It was a big panic period. Yeah, for about like, you know, George is just like, it's all good. You know, it's yeah. okay. You there was like George. 30 minutes of panic. Yeah. And then he's like, and then he I fixed got, it. Here it is. Figured it out. Yeah. Um, and then we just basically went into George. He had to do, I think, um, two guitar solos, and then and then we did vocals there, and then George started mixing it. So. Yeah. That's what amazes me about George is that he's able to fix any problem. I feel like like, like anything that we throw at him. Mm-hmm. You know, we've even sent him some stuff as early on. When we were working on the podcast where it's like. Dude, we can't get this noise out, or we have this background issue, or whatever. And George is like, in two seconds, this is your problem yeah. here. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> it's like he's he's seen and done everything. That well, nothing I, I remember faces. the first one we sent to him. He was like, "Oh, that's a fucking air conditioner, man. You just just turn that thing off next time." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're like, oh, oh, that makes sense. We turn off the air conditioner, you know? <laughs> yeah, a lot of it's a lot of it's common sense. So yeah. now I remember seeing some of the like some videos of you guys in the studio with George recording and. and doing some of the vocals. I think for this album and also for the acoustic album that you that you put together mm-hmm. too, the solo album. And uh I, I love the how how George sets it up with the kind of makeshift walls there in the in the room and oh, like yeah. soundproofs the like I think the video that you're talking about is actually at Bucky's house. Oh was it? Yeah. Damn, was see, like so? that was Bucky's house. Well there was a window in the house. It looks like a studio. Yeah, oh, yeah that's where yeah. we put the that's where we put all the the, the board and everything, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what a was cool about studio. his house is he had, like, I guess something that used to be a porch that they enclosed um, and turned it into a room. And But it, there was, so there's, like, windows inside the house. So it was, was kind of weird, but it yeah. worked out really good for recording because we were able to set up all the stuff in that little porch room area. Oh, that's and, awesome. And uh, that's actually where I was doing the vocals, and then I'm the one that recorded them all in the in the living room. Right on. She was also deathly ill. I was, I was like you, Jason. I had the black death that day. Like, I literally had a pile of tissues just freaking like two feet high. And I'm like singing the vocals. I'm like, don't you dare record these vocals. These are scratch. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, Ugh. it was, it was awful. So I definitely had to redo the vocals. Yeah. <laughs> the whole okay. setting that whole place up was interesting. We just had like, we took mattresses off the beds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the soundproofing. They just put it everywhere. It was fun. I built like a pillow fort around my amp, <laughs> like you know, like a like a little kid would build a fort out of like you know pillow cushions. Yeah, yeah, well, it was sounded great. Boxed it in, caged the beast. <laughs> so, how long had you been kicking around the, the songs on this record? Are these are these songs that have been tweaked for a while, or did you put them together specifically for the EP? Um, well, some uh, of them these are, are really old the tunes and- that made it. Yeah. yeah, the ones that are left. Yeah, <laughs> there was and a then first, there were six. there were there were, yeah, pretty much there was there was there was probably like ten tunes, and there was a whole record that I did with the core band without her, like four years ago, and it was all the way recorded. I listened to it, and I was like, man, there's just you know, I'm not sure if this is really what I want to do. Yeah. So I didn't put it out. Wasted a bunch of money. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think on the on the next album, a couple of those tunes might make their way to the top again. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we narrowed it down to six and went with the, went with yeah. strong six. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> some strong of them were fairly I got new, six, and some but... of them were were like you know a few years old. Yeah, this was like a mix. Man, it's such a it's such a great record. Honestly, like I, I know I'm super biased here, but it is, 
Like listening, it's one of those records where every song has a little bit of its own flavor, its own thing to it. You know, it's hard to like nail down to like one specific genre or, or style. It's like you go from, you know, sometimes I feel like a Huey Lewis and the News type thing, <laughs> and then it goes into like you know more Tedeschi Truck style, you know, more bluesy, then back into some soul. It's just. It's cool. good. We lean a lot. You lean. <laughs> we lean. There's even like a freaking, at the end of the song, The Dragon, there's like a freaking heavy metal breakdown. Like I'm expecting like blast beats and, you know, Josh to start, the dragon. You know, where was that? Where's the metal section? Oh, man. Next record. Yep. Next record. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Man, J- James really, specifically that song, The Dragon, James Suggs, the guy who played trumpet on the mm-hmm. album for a few songs, he really just, he took that song and just freaking, you know, made it pop. We, we it had made it, it wonderful. We had we, it recorded. We gave it to him. We're like, man, we just need you to arrange we, it. And he, we need a horn line. Yeah. And, and he, uh, just in that one in particular, and he helped with Mercy, too. He, he, uh, he wrote, wrote all the all the charts for that. Um, The way that he made it, like, you know, his part was like playing against the beat. It's like something yeah. I didn't think of. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. Know, so having him add his special James Flair to it <laughs> was really nice. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what's cool about collaboration is like, yeah, you find another musician might ta- have a totally different <laughs> take. I on did something. not think of that. Yeah. So is that is that how you write most of the songs? Is in more of a collaborative environment, or do you well, guys kind of, do you hole up over here in this undisclosed location in Temple Terrace? <laughs> right. Well, most of it it's born in an un- undisclosed location. Okay. Yeah. Then we introduce things when, once it need, once it gets to that step. Yeah. We kind of try to have it for the most part, you know, like formed and together as a song yeah. and then we'll bring it to the band. You want to be able to play a, a, a common thread in all the tunes is that you can sit down with the, you can sit down and play them. Yeah. Like, you know, so like, you know, a tune has to all be, you know, I have to have it all together in my head before I would, I would take it to somebody else and yeah. be like, hey, Help on this part. I don't know what to do. I would rather be like, "Hey, this is my idea. Help me with the idea." Right. You yeah. know. Well, I also respect that. Both too, both ways work. I mean, like, even yeah. if you don't know, I mean, you know, collaboration's cool, but you know, I try to have a complete a complete thought. Yeah. When to start with. Well, I think because when you break it down afterwards, you know, like that's that's when I think you have a good song is when you can strip out all the extra bullshit yeah. and bring it down to its core essence of what the song is, and it's still like it still works. You yeah. Know? Um, so I, that makes sense if that's yeah. how you're kind of, yeah. you're starting with that core and then yeah. building the pieces around it. You know? like yeah. My dad, I took a bunch of guitar lessons from my dad when I was really young. Yeah. And uh, he would always say, you know, if you can't get your sound, your sound with an acoustic guitar, singing, sing the song. Yeah. Then, you know, maybe you should consider doing something else. <laughs> <laughs> so your dad was a guitar player? My dad was a guitar player. He had a band in the uh, in the 70s and 80s. Yeah, more than in the 70s. He's also a truck driver. He traveled a lot. But he had a band, right like, a, like a country band with my uncle. Oh, that's awesome. Like, boot-kicking country band. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all about boot-kicking country. Playing a PV at 100 watts. Type. <laughs> <laughs> So is, is is he the one that he's the one that taught you guitar? Or? Uh well, you know, I learned my first lessons were, f- were from him. Okay, and then uh, I then I started. Uh, I went to like a you know music school. Went to Paragon Music Tampa. Hey, Paragon shout out, Music. Uh, Dick Ramore. Yeah. Old Dicky. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Santino. Uh, so you, so you, you took some lessons and took some lessons there. Then some other play. Then you know. 
it got to the point where I was just trying to learn, and then nobody was teach. You know, if you go in and take a guitar lesson, everyone's like, "Oh, what songs you want me to tab out for you?" Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Man, I, I want you to show me how to play the guitar. I, yeah, I want to yeah. learn about music. Don't I just don't want to learn these songs?" You know. So it took a while to find a right teacher, and then I got to where I I could play out like in front of people on stage, like about fourteen. So wow. I started going out to blues jams and uh, started work, just working on, on the craft. Then I met Eddie Wright. And uh, even still, when I get a chance, I still go and jam with, with a guy named Eddie Wright. I don't know Eddie Wright. You should know Eddie Wright. Tell, Eddie, me, tell me about Eddie Wright. Eddie Wright is Yoda. Oh. <laughs> He's the Yoda of like the blues scene in the greater Tampa Bay area. Wow. He's like an undiscovered dude. Yeah. Uh, Guitar players around the area like Josh Nelms, Damon Fowler. I mean, these dudes all kind of learned from Eddie. Gotcha. Uh, Matt Walker, Eddie yeah. Wright. Eddie Wright's the man. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so what did what did Eddie teach you? Um, well, there were never really actual lessons, but it was from him letting me l- play with him. Yeah, and watch like actually well, being lesson, on man, yeah. being on stage and watching him handle a song and l- like. You learn things about intuition while you're performing. Yeah. Like, oh, well, you know, the drummer should do this. And just how a, learning how a band works. You know? Yeah, So yeah. he's probably my – but my dad and Ed Wright are probably my, my two biggest teachers. That's awesome. What about you, Nalani? When, when did you start? Um. Well, my dad is also a guitar player and a singer. Um. So my, in my Hawaiian side of the family, they're all musical and – it was Wait, always your you Hawaiian know, side of the family. Yeah, I didn't know you had a Hawaiian side of your family. Yeah, my dad. My dad's name is Kimo. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, and his mom is Hawaiian, and uh, cool. so yeah, all all that side of the family. You know, family gatherings would be like bring out ukuleles, guitars, everybody singing and playing, dancing the hula. And, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so Sounds I was like just, fun to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah it invite is. Invite me over. It's so. great. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of food. Yeah. Really good food. Oh, yes. <laughs> Um, you tell people, oh, don't worry about bringing anything. We got it covered. No, everybody's going to bring something and you're going to like feel like you want to cry afterwards because you're going to be so full. Right, right. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I was just always, I always grew up around music. Um, when I was eight is when my parents like, they, you know, saw, oh, well, she can sing, you know, yeah. they sent me to voice lessons. Um, so I took voice lessons for a little while when I was eight. And then I did like singing and dancing groups and and plays and things like that. And then uh, my dad was in a band, so then I joined his band um, when I was like, I don't know, really young, like twelve or something crazy. Wow. <laughs> um, so like they used to have to like sneak me into the bars. I remember we actually got fired from one of the bars one time because they found out I was fourteen. No, they're like, she's not eighteen. Oh my god, because I, I looked older. I guess I yeah, don't know. All right. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so I was in a band with my dad for like ten years, um, and and then when when we met, we kind of decided to part ways. I was like, all right, we've done this for a long time. I love my dad. Um, yeah. I'm super thankful for him introducing me to music and just you know having that that avenue. Not a, not a lot of people have that with like their parents or it's something. True. You know? yeah. yeah. Did did so either cool. of you guys have like a definitive moment when you decided that music was going to be it for you, or was it always just it always knew you I knew, knew the whole time <laughs> since I was real, I started playing guitar when I was six yeah, it's just been my childhood dream is just be a 
get bigger, you know. So cool. yeah, I mean, I always had a passion for music and everything, uh, and I always wanted to have something to do with music. But then, mm-hmm. you know, when I graduated, I was like, oh, I got to go to college too. You know, I had that also had like the academic aspect. So I went to college, I got my degree and I have a degree in biology actually. Mm-hmm. And then I started working when I got done with my degree and I was like, I hate this. What am I doing? I want to do music. <laughs> so I do nothing with my degree and I'm way happier and I get to do what I love now. Hey, well, that's yeah. see that I think is the American dream. Yeah, is doing <laughs> is doing what you love instead yeah. of what you have to do. You know. Yeah, so. it's I'm very I'm very it's thankful. It's a blessing. Yeah, yeah. But how often do you guys play out now? Because I know you're playing at Ruby's Elixir. So often. See, it's good. We play a lot. Yeah. Um, we play, you know, probably like four or five times a week because uh, we do a duo thing, and then we, mm-hmm. when we do Mama's Batch as Try well. Supplement. You know. um, <laughs> but mix it in, mix it we're in. just trying to get on that train of like, you know, higher paying gigs <sighs> well, for 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 you know less less amount of gigs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where no, we're not just sure. killing ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> but tr- at the same time, like that's why you guys are so good. You know, it's yeah. like. You know, like the, everybody always says that the Beatles didn't become the Beatles until they went to Hamburg and played, you know, four sets a night or whatever. Yeah. You know, so I feel like you have to play time to yeah. all the time. Sure. Yeah. You have to grow together as a band. Yeah. You know, and, and as a duo and as, as players. That's together. true for sure. You know? Yeah, definitely. So, you know, em- embrace the uh, the nights, the <laughs> the many nights. Oh, Enjoy yeah. the ride. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> We're definitely enjoying the ride. Yeah. <laughs> But but again, that's what's so incredible about this EP is I feel like it's you know it's a hidden gem right now. But hopefully, people will discover it because the the band is so good that you could you know you could put you on any stage anywhere, and I think you'd hold up next to whoever. Oh, you know? you're a sweetheart. Oh, man. oh you're I'm, a sweetheart. We're on Spotify. <laughs> check it out. Check it out. Go Spotify. Spotify. Miles Batch. Spotify. Go. <laughs> So so now that this record's out and you had the release party at the Murray, Murray Theater, right? At yeah, the Ruth Eckerd Hall. Sold, sold out, out release party. That was yeah. a nice surprise. It was a nice it, surprise. It, it was. Were it you was, expecting it to sell out? It was not, actually. I mean, it was literally, we. it was our very first album. Not too many people know about it, us. and There was um, no expectations. There was only fear. Yeah, <laughs> and we were just yeah. like, oh my goodness, are we going to be able to do it? Because we ran it out this, this hall and... You know, we were, we were a little nervous. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, uh, sure. And then, like, before the show even started, they came in there like, it's sold out. There's no more wow. tickets. And I'm like, holy crap. Wasn't wasn't expecting the amount of the reception, just the love from, yeah. from people. I didn't I didn't know people, that many people liked us. It was <laughs> nice. Well, I think... It was, I, I, no, I'm sorry, go on. Oh, no, I was just going to say, it was definitely, like, uh, my favorite, it was my best, f- best show that I've favorite ever gig done. I've ever I mean, done. Yeah. There was a lot was a of love in that night. room. Well, that, I think that's a testament to how often you guys play out and how how much you're a part of the the community here. You know that there you had this big show and everybody came out for it. You know, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Thank uh, you, everybody. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> came to that one. It was a good. One. I got to pee in the same toilet as Ringo Starr. <laughs> <laughs> They gave us the nice dressing rooms at Ruth Eckert Hall, and I was yeah. like, yeah. Yeah, you're going to get some. I sat in a chair. Yeah. Maybe Tony Bennett's been in here. <laughs> cool. <laughs> you mean you didn't poop in it? I, did, I wanted to. Oh, I, on, I was too nervous. Uh, I can't do it. Home bowl only. <laughs> home bowl. That's, that's fair. That's a, yeah, it's a fair rule. Can't argue yeah, with that. Can't argue with that at all. <laughs> Isn't there like a Family Guy sketch where Peter Griffin's like, Homebo? Yes, there is. <laughs> <Yeah>. Homebo. <laughs> yeah. 
So, <laughs> so you're actually playing tonight. The this episode will air after this, but you're playing tonight at the Daiquiri Deck with. Daiquiri Shack. Da- I'm sorry. You're yeah. playing- it was the Daiquiri Deck. It will confuse people. Yeah. There is a Daiquiri okay. Deck that's like further away. Ah, right. You're playing at the Daiquiri Shack. Yes. Daiquiri Shack. And I believe Daiquiri it's Shack. sold out. So it is also sold out. If you tried to come, you couldn't come. Yes. Mm-hmm. You're playing, you're but playing. you could try to come still. You could try to come. I would I think, be cool. I would appreciate that. I think Greg I think said be- he had a handful of extra tickets. I don't know Ooh. if those are still there. Obviously, yeah. by the time you listen to this, it's a moot point. But yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah you're opening for the Greg Billings Band. We're going to be there. It's going to be... Uh, Love those guys. Yeah, it's going to be a yes. kick-ass show. Like two, yeah. of, two of my favorite bands in the area. <laughs> and, and And so different. Like It's like an intergenerational show we got going on here. Yeah. You know? Man, if I could just gush on Greg Billings and Please. George for a second man those were George was the first dude that I met when I started when I was like I met him when I was like 16 yeah and uh started started going over recording stuff with him and then he's like oh man well, why don't you come out and check out my band the Greg Billings band yeah and I saw him for the first time and I was like whoa rock and roll yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Like real rock and roll like real like the good stuff yeah. not like it's not too medley it's not no, too anything it's just perfect. like just feel good old time rock and roll man i did just say that yeah uh <laughs> old, old time old rock time rock and roll but seriously it's it's what it is man and it really is the good stuff yeah. and those guys have i mean speaking of teachers i mentioned ed right George and Greg Billings, that whole band, seeing how they interact with the crowd, seeing how they actually put on a show, man, it's helped me a lot. Yeah. In our career. You know, it's absolutely you know, they're they're definitely uh, they're veterans, man. Yeah. They really are. They've been they've been put through it and there's and they're still around and they're and they're still doing I mean people Greg Billings built an empire. <laughs> yeah. No, and they're and they they really do a lot for younger bands and stuff too. Like you said, they're I, doing I met, a lot for us. Yeah, <laughs> like I met George when I was like fourteen or fifteen. We were in a band called Black Smoke Theory, you know, and what a, a metal band. band, a metal. It was not a great band. It <laughs> is a great band. <laughs> it really was Black Smoke Theory. Uh, but we we did a we cut an EP with George, you know, and I feel like George has literally been in my life ever since. You know, yeah. every every time I've done anything with music, George is one of the people I go to first. To, yeah. You know, it's kind of one of the dudes no, when you when you meet, you instantly know that he's more right than you are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't about, tell him that, though. <laughs> George, if you're listening right. to this, oh god, you can't. He knows. You can't like get away with saying like half truths about music around this dude. Oh, that's definitely you know? true. You can't. You can't just be like, oh, blah blah blah. blah. He'd be like, huh? Yeah. You know, <laughs> he'll stop it right immediately. Right. And say it straight. But that's that's the other thing is on the other side. Like you, when you meet George, you know that he's genuine. You know, like yeah. he's, yeah. he he's doing what he does because he loves it and he wants to help. Other people do what they love. More. He's not yeah. down to earth. He is there. He is <laughs> the earth. I get down on George too. Yeah. <laughs> Uh. Yeah. We need to get we need to get George on this podcast like soon. Yeah, do, yeah. He's, I'm, I'm, he's on his way. He's on his way. He's coming out. No, right. no, no, no. no, we'd have to go to him. But yeah. I, I yeah. want to know just because where does George Harris come from? Where he's been through everything. Oh, I know. Boy, that boy right. comes from yeah. Iowa. <laughs> coming from Iowa, cornfield out in the middle of Iowa. That's where he's from. Well, thank God for that because yeah. yeah. he's, he's here hanging with us. So. So cool. We'll get to see George tonight uh, when you guys play at the Daiquiri Shack with the Greg Billings Band. And uh, you want to tell us a little bit about what's next for Mama's Batch? Ooh. Ooh Clearwater Jazz Holiday. Ooh, yeah. Clearwater Jazz Holiday. Clearwater Jazz Holiday. We're super excited about it. Uh, we play there on Sunday, October 22nd. I believe we play 3.30 to 4.30. Um, there's so many 
big names that are going to be there for that weekend. It's it's an awesome festival. The yeah. Temptations. Yes. The Temptations. The temptations. John Cleary. Whoa. Yes. Where um, the Avid Brothers? Um, uh, who, it's like. Uh, I'm just trying to think of the names so that I remember from the flyer. It's going to be a kick-ass festival. Yeah. yeah. I just saw the Temptations on there. And I was like, all right, I made, yeah. I made it. Yeah. yeah. Same bill as Temptations, too. Oh, yeah. I'm like almost a temp myself. <laughs> <laughs> it's one um, of the temps. So, yeah, we're really excited about that. We we have, like, our own trailer and yeah, the yeah, cooks yeah. are making us food. And yeah, get that catering. Yeah. Man. It's quite overwhelming. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, new music on the horizon? Uh, new music is also on the horizon. Uh, we're going to be recording our new album, uh, hopefully by the end of this year. So we'll get, you know, it's a process, so it won't be out for a while. But, uh, yeah. yeah, we're going to start recording. We want to get, actually, everything recorded but before the end of the year yeah um and then we'll sit on that figure out you know when we want to release it and everything because we obviously just released this one yeah you gotta, uh, we're trying to, to we're trying to revel in that a little bit yeah it's time to marinate <laughs> yeah you know, it's gotta it's gotta cook for a little while. swim around for a while yeah. Yeah. yeah mama's batch doesn't just come right out of the oven you gotta let it yeah. sit for a while yes we do yeah. see how there's like a cooling time like for it. the pie yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly the pie's gotta pie. cool yes but we're right. we're super really excited to record the next one's going to be a full album. Yes. Um. More, so and <laughs> and we're just like I'm really excited about some of the songs. Like really excited. Some of my favorite ones. Cool. Am I um, going to hear any of them tonight? Uh, not tonight. Uh, you'll, oh. you'll hear you'll hear two oh. of them. Oh yeah, two. You'll hear, yeah, two. You'll hear two. Okay. Yeah. All right. The other ones are still cooking. Other ones are. <laughs> other ones. I'm fine with that. Leave, leave them in the oven so they're ready. Yeah. So. Well, right on. Any uh, final words for the Cigar City Radio listeners? Oh, I have a great joke. Yes, give it to us. Two termites walk into a bar and they say, hey, is the bartender here? (laughs) I I love, like, the silence. He still is the guy. (laughs) No, no, I got it. (laughs) No, no. I don't know whether to feel bad or or not. It's a it's a groaner. We can't leave it on that. We can't leave it on that. Oh, but uh, we we are everybody listening. Please follow us on Spotify. Save our music. All the other digital things that we're on: iTunes, uh, Google Play, Facebook, Instagram. Yes. Hit it all. Follow them on everything. Yes. Do the call signs. <laughs> yes. Get digital. Come be our friends. Back. Follow us around. Be creepy. Like you know, stock our pictures. Stock our music. And come see your shows. Yeah. yeah. Buy their CDs and put them in stockings. As promised, here's your fade out, Wasted Time by Mama's Batch from the EP Till the Sunrise, available now on Spotify, Apple Music, everywhere else music is sold or streamed. There's no spot.